Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. There is a possible breakthrough in a market access issue for Saskatchewan pulse growers in India. India says it is generally willing to accept Canada's approach to dealing with certain pests. However, there is still a chemical fumigation requirement, which remains a concern for Pulse Canada. The chair of Pulse Canada, Lee Motes of Ryston, says India is a billion-dollar market for Canadian pulse crops, with the vast majority of the crops grown in Saskatchewan. The uh, government of Canada, with support from uh, industry groups like Pulse Canada, have been working hard to help India understand the Canadian quality assurance system and how our system might be a good alternative to requiring fumigation by methyl bromide. And we have heard back from India now with their draft regulations that they have considered that and have a proposal that our Canadian groups are are reviewing now. It's very positive in that they appear to recognize that Canada has a systems approach that will protect India's concerns to do with pests that they don't want to have. But they also have an area talking about fumigation with phosphine and and that does pose some concerns for us. In what way? What is the concern about phosphine instead of methyl bromide? Well, the good news is that phosphine doesn't have the potential impact on ozone and some of those other things that were relative to methyl bromide. But we still have issues of temperature in Canada with phosphine in that uh, it works less effectively at low temperatures and there is a threshold temperature where it won't be effective. We also have concerns in that in Canada, our labels for pesticides require that we uh, are applying them for a pest and uh, to control the pest, there's a requirement then for an amount or a dose and uh, and a timing of fumigation. So we really need to know the pests of concern to know whether we can legally really use phosphine to address them. Can the phosphine be applied in transit or at port of entry? Yeah, good question. I, uh, I'm a little, uh, little vague on uh, what all the uh, the rules are, but as far as in transit, that is in rail car, I understand that that is not possible. And uh, understandably, the uh, issues with pesticides are ones where there's, you know, a lot of safety and all of those sorts of things. I do understand it can be used in terminal elevator uh, positions. But, you know, with other pests that we have in grains, you, the, the system is all geared towards keeping them out. And they're kept out at, at my end, that is, at the farm gate. And I think that's what we're hoping that the Indian government comes to understand is that we have a quality assurance system here that will protect their interests without the use of fumigants in a blanket kind of way. And you remain positive they may accept that ultimately? You know, this draft that's come forward sure appears that they have moved a long way in their views towards Canada and what we can do for them. And and we're hopeful then that they come to understand that we can assure them of a minimum pest risk without the need of fumigation. Of course, that remains to be seen. And, you know, we have to respect that India has a group of concerns that are unique to them. And we have to uh, address their concerns, just like we would expect the government of India to address the Canadian concerns on things that we import into Canada. Now, on another topic, Lee, you farm southeast of Regina near Ryston. How's seeding looking, and is there any harvest being done in your area? Well, I think, fortunately, the harvest was complete in this area, and so I haven't seen a combine yet, and that was great news for us last fall compared to some other areas on the, on the prairies. Seeding is, is going uh, full speed, and many people are getting 
well along. We've not had any rain interruptions here and the soil conditions are just excellent. So the only limitation for us has been the wind, which has been a challenge to get pre-seeding herbicide applied. When do you see seeding general in your area? Seeding is general. Uh, I see... uh, I'm guessing that we'll start to see people uh, getting down to uh, the end of seeding, maybe as early as week's end, right in our immediate area. Lee Motes farms southeast of Regina at Ryston and is chair of Pulse Canada. University of Saskatchewan is involved in the world's largest water study to develop a cross-Canada drought and flooding prediction system. The $143 million project is partially funded by the federal government. The U of S is partnering with the universities of Waterloo, McMaster and Wilfrid Laurier for Global Water Futures. John Pomeroy, Canada Research Chair in Water Resources and Climate Change and a professor at the U of S, says a lab in Canmore has been set up to research water resources in the Rocky Mountains and will be looking at a wide variety of areas. To look at water supplies in the future as the climate shifts and to look at the impacts of land use changes, wetland drainage, agricultural practices, water quality, source water protection for drinking water, all kinds of things across the country. Pomeroy says climate change in the Rockies has led to devastating floods downstream and in some years a rainfall has helped prevent dry winters in the mountains from creating drought-like conditions in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. A national water forecasting and prediction centre will be established in Saskatoon for the study. Some Manitoba farmers are just getting started on spring seeding, others are close to wrapping up. According to Manitoba Agriculture's weekly crop report, seeding progressed well in many areas of the province last week. Farm production extension specialist Rejean Picard says it's estimated that seeding is 20 to 25 percent complete across Manitoba. It varies quite a bit across the province. The most advanced region would be the central region with up to, well, ranging anywhere from 30 to 60 percent complete and actually some Individual producers, we understand, are actually done seeding, depending on their crop choice and mix and so on. But, yeah, the uh, uh, the northwest-southwest report, much lower seeding uh, progress made uh, in that uh, 10 to 15 percent in the southwest region and the northwest is in about the same range as well. So uh, not quite as far as advanced, a little bit wetter conditions. And so it's going to take a little bit longer for some of those fields to dry down and to, uh, to access uh, completely. Picard says peas, corn and cereal crops are among the first to be planted because of cold tolerance. Picard says many producers in the northwest region of Manitoba are just starting field operations. Cattle prices across Saskatchewan were up significantly during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says feeder cattle prices were up over $15 per hundredweight during the past week. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices jumped quite a bit higher last week. Feeder prices increased between $4.90 and and $20.40 per hundredweight. The biggest price gains were in the six to 700 pound feeder steer weight category. And on average, the, over the entire weight categories, feeder steer prices increased by over $15 per hundredweight. Likewise, Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were significantly higher last week. Feeder heifer prices increased between $13.69 and $19.75 and per hundredweight. The largest price increase was in the seven to 800 pound weight category and on average, feeder heifer prices increased by over $16 per hundredweight. What's pushing up these prices? Well, factors affecting Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices last week were very strong local demand, improving basis levels. We saw tighter feeder supplies and significantly higher fed cattle prices, driven by increased packer demand and higher beef cutout values. What were the marketings? Canfax reported 8,494 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 11,241 head marketed the previous week. 
What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta continued higher last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased $3.05 to average $110.80 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $4.21 to average $100.38 per hundredweight. Slaughter cow prices were at their highest level in over a year. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were reported to average $191.51 per hundredweight last week. Prices surged $14.09 per hundredweight, higher from the previous week from strong packer demand and higher beef cutout values. Fed cattle prices reached highs not seen since the spring of 2015. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola increased 280 at 513.80. Oats fell 52 cents at 174.97. Number one red spring wheat dropped 75 cents at 235.94. The rest were unchanged. Durham 269.29. Feed barley 125.03. Flax 453.96. Yellow peas $331. Feed wheat one forty one ninety nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was down one and a half cents at five forty three and a half cents on. The livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. And now the latest livestock report. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 9th. D one and D two cows sold from a dollar five to a dollar twenty. D three cows sold from eighty cents to a dollar. Counter cows sold from fifty cents to eighty cents, and good butcher bulls sold from a dollar thirty-five to a dollar fifty. The market on feeders once again has picked up. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and thirty cents and sold up to two dollars and forty-one cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and twenty-six cents and sold up to two dollars and twenty-nine cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and eleven cents and sold up to two dollars and thirty cents. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.83 and sold, and sold up to $2.08. Heifers were about 20 to 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 159 to 161 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,500 heads, selling in a range of 162 to 160. 64 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of $106 to $120 per CKG live weight. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $3.15 per CKG and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up slightly with the daily exchange rate at 1.3705. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7286 cents US. Three new sites in southeast Manitoba have been confirmed positive for PEDV in the past week. The Manitoba Port Council is encouraging producers to ramp up their biosecurity measures. March U.S. pork export sales saw year-over-year growth with Mexico up 34%, Japan up 2%, and South Korea up 31%. Pork sold from the U.S. to China and Hong Kong was down more than 25% from last year. Coming up, the farm weather forecast.